delighted to announce his first ever guest on the show seeing out the finale of series two it's only my brother james welcome james thanks for having me on great to be here yeah, it's good to have you yeah um i've this is the first time i've ever hosted an only main podcast but with a guest so you're the very first so hopefully it goes there swimmingly you've uh, finally offered to be my guinea pig for, for this it, i don't know how it's going to come out you've recorded timeless time and you've gone and watched it as well which is really nice of you i have so, uh, before we jump into that, um, I don't know how much you're into One Foot in the Grave. Like, I've always loved it. Our, our grandparents. I am. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got into it probably about the same time as you because it was just watching it at our grandparents' house on a yeah. Tuesday when we used to go after school. Yeah. I did absolutely love it. And I think the reason why I loved it is because it kind of reminded me of them. They're about the same age at the time. That's why I say, yeah. Very late 50s, early 60s, probably. And they're pretty much, they had the same sort of decor in the house. <laughs> yeah. It was a very similar time of life. But it was just quite amusing watching your grandparents sort of laugh mm. maybe i wouldn't have got into it if um that hadn't happened but yeah every now and then whenever it's on i always put it on if i see it you know in the sky store or something like that i'll always watch it or yeah. if i see it on tv i'll always watch it yeah you said exactly what i've said in, in in the podcast i've done i basically watch it in tribute to our nanny who loved it mm. particularly just a visitor giggling the way and yeah, they are yeah. about the same sort of age, aren't they, as our, grandpa- our, yeah. our late grandparents. And uh, yeah, it's, it's mostly endearing, but I, I still find it like, it's, it's definitely a classic sitcom for me. It's cleverly written. It, yeah, it is. It is, but it's just so uh, multi-layered. I think you can generally just sit down and have it relax and laugh yeah. at it. Or there's sometimes where you feel, you know, quite upset and yeah. get really, really into it. There's so many layers in there. Um, yeah, it's, it's really cleverly written. And I think, Especially like the episode I've just rewatched today for the purpose of this um, podcast. There's not many sitcoms or TV programs that can get away with doing a whole episode in one scene without any sort of detraction. And also the lighting as well is very dark as well. Yeah. It's so clever. And it stands the test of time, I think. Why do you think it, that, to me, it doesn't seem like it's spoken much about across social media anymore? Is it a demographic thing or is it because. Like, Possibly. Yeah, I don't think it's got the you know other iconic sitcoms, obviously Any Balls and Horses, Office, and things like that. It hasn't got that sort of iconic following that those have got. But I think it it's very close to people's hearts who are of a certain age, mm. um, yeah. and that age group perhaps aren't the youngest and aren't on the social media platforms and etc. Well, so I, I just we're probably the yourself, youngest. Obviously. We're we're probably second. Apart from your show, obviously, which is obviously great. Well, I mean, I'd say we're probably in the younger bracket of fans because that's how older. It's not like our show isn't ancient. It's only thirty years since it started. That's not well. That's like for me, that doesn't sound well, old compared to Dad's Army or uh, going back yeah. further. But like Hancock's Half Hour is one of your favourites. But um, the sorts of people that might be watching in the '90s might have been forty at the time. So you know. <laughs> 30, 40, so they're you know, in there. the 70s now. But so, uh, yeah. It's a little it's, insight for them as well, what's become, I guess. You know, yeah. and I think that moaning um, Victor Meldrew, British, um, someone who just moans constantly, um, yeah. I think as everyone could see a little bit of their dad or their granddad or their neighbour in him. So yeah, I remember, you know, all sorts of people going, oh, like Victor Meldrew next door. Yeah. You know, really? and I think he resonated so well. But also, like, David Renwick and Rich Wilson like, have said that people 
say that, saying, oh, you're being a victim Andrew, but that's when someone's not really making a point where I like to think victim Andrew most of the time had quite good reason to be annoyed. It's just that he chose to, yeah. you know, um, put a lot of effort and energy into being annoyed where a lot of people might let things go. <coughs> but uh, there you go. So, um, thank, yeah, like I said, thanks for coming on to the show. I'll just, I'll just ask you a couple of questions I'm going to probably ask future guests. So I want to just see how, yeah, sure. how well it bounces. So have you got... So I've already asked, you've already answered the question, you know, can you remember when you first got into the show? It's the same answer I would have given everyone is our grandparents uh, go around there for tea on a Tuesday. Mm. You give me a, your overall thoughts on the sitcom and how it's generally received. So what I can ask, well, so how, how do you, um, what do you make of the s- surrounding characters? So Victor and Margaret are your main two. I There's think not many. they're absolutely perfect. I, you know, I think all of the characters who, who sort of come back to Angus Eaton, um, I can't remember the name of the neighbour. Um, Mr. Sweeney? The funny neighbour. Yeah, that's Mr. Sweeney. I think they're absolutely perfect. Yeah. It's creepy, um, aren't they? Yeah, really, really good. Really cleverly written, each one. There's so many good moments that they've all got. Angus Eaton is that sort of straight man almost yeah. to Victor, which is really difficult to sort of imagine there's a straight man to a Victor Meldry character. Yeah. But I just love the way that Victor always seems to end up stitching him up inadvertently. Yeah. Um, but you can. It's almost like a nervousness um, yeah. that he probably wouldn't admit. The character wouldn't admit around him. There is a nervousness surrounding Victor, um, the neighbour. You mentioned about nervousness of a neighbour. It just immediately makes me think of, do you remember keeping up appearances with Mrs. Bouquet? I do, yeah. Again, neighbor. another one I absolutely love. Yeah. I haven't got as, I got, I like, I mean, I've got the love for that particular comedy because, again, our grandparents liked it and it was nice watching them, but. I mean, one from the grave, it smashes it to pieces as far as I'm concerned. But it's just that comparison with Victor and Angus Deaton's character, Patrick, uh, nervous around each other. And it's similar with Mrs. Bouquet and oh, I can't remember her name. Her name used to always like be accident prone. Victor's um, kind of accident prone with Patrick and he, he, just, he just always gets caught out. Yeah, I, I Helen think it's such good writing. Yeah. Oh, what was her name? I can't remember her name now. I do it weirdly as well, because obviously we're in lockdown when we're recording this, I actually binge watched the entire Keeping Up Appearances. You didn't, did you? <laughs> I did. Oh my God. So, oh, Elizabeth. A voice me. Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth, yeah. Elizabeth! Elizabeth and Emmett. And Emmett. Brother <laughs> um, and sister. Yeah. <laughs> so what was my question? <laughs> um, so surrounding characters. So you cut, yeah, Patrick, Pippa, there's Mr. Swaney, and of course, how can we forget Mrs. Warboys? I think you could actually quite easily have spin-off sitcoms on every single one of the surrounding characters in Ones at the Grave. I think they're that strong. Doreen Mantle is the unsung hero that plays Mrs. Warboys because, well, she, I mean, she is in a similar way accident-prone like Victor, isn't she? Yeah. And what do you think there's the dynamic that between her and Victor's character, they call each other, they don't call each other by Christian name. I think it's just a very, it's a very old fashioned thing. And I think it's also a time where British people were too British to say when they didn't actually like someone. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they particularly, well, I think Richard, uh, Richard, Victor absolutely doesn't like her at all. He thinks she's a bit of a waste of time, but he's never yeah. going to tell her because he's so British. I think it's quite a strange dynamic, really. I think it is got, strange. It's quite strange. Yeah, yeah I think he's just been polite for his wife, isn't he? Because, but yeah. I wouldn't really want her tagging on to holidays and things like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a strange one because Wop in the Grave, they just forever mention these second cousins and aunts and uncles that you never properly see. And mm. all boys has apparently got a husband, and you do see her a cousin 
Wilf in one episode, which is not further down the line. For some one reason or another, Renwick preferred to not have them on screen. It's better to leave it to the imagination, I suppose. But yes. Was he the was sorry, you said Wilf. Was he the one I saw an episode not so long ago where he turned up at the door and there was two children there? And they ate no. the whole meal because he assumed that, that was yeah. his children. And they thought, oh, no, we just came no. back. That's Mr. Foster. That, that was Mr. Foskin. Oh, okay. oh that, that, that actor has been around the block in the That was a great episode, though. I love that. But yeah, Mr. that's Mr. No, the, this Cousin Wilf is, he was in an episode where they went to a BBC screening of some crappy comedy and he, and he was asleep the whole time because he got knocked out by Victor Meldrew's car. Like he was, Wilf was up a ladder doing something or to his guttering and Victor reversed oh, yeah. into it. It's something like that. Um, and I won't go into detail now because that's one, obviously that will be eventually reviewed. But again, that's the nature of one putting the grave in it. It's almost like an accident for a there's, there's just so many memorable moments throughout the whole comedy. I think one of my personal favourite moments, there's, there's so many, but yeah. one of the strings to my mind is when he goes to pick up someone and take him to the garden centre and he's like stood by a wheelchair. So he like ends up pushing him around the whole garden centre <laughs> in a wheelchair. And, and the thing is, for this sitcom for me as well, that if you ask 90% of people would just say, oh, I don't believe it. You know, do the catchphrase. <coughs> for me, it's not about the catchphrase at all. No, at all. Some series is defined by the catchphrase, but this isn't defined by it. And because there's just so many great moments, well, so well written, well, well um, acted. Definitely. Definitely down to the acting just as much as the writing. But I, I laugh probably more at Margaret's catchphrases that go under the radar you know, for God's sake Victor it's just I think Annette Crosby's got that sort of harsh Scottish thick accent that's mm. another thing growing up didn't really realise for years that he was Scottish he's very posh I'd, Scotch isn't he I didn't realise until you just said it now to be honest right well I think I think yeah, I don't know it's one of those things that goes unnoticed but he's quite a, he's you know he's quite a classical actor isn't he Victor yeah okay. Richard Wilson, so it does go unnoticed, but I thought, well, yeah, he's actually got a bit in the both Scottish, so. But yeah, um, you, okay. have, you, have you seen him in the cameo on um, Father Ted as well? I have. You make? Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. And do you think he was in the world of one, uh, one foot, one foot in the Father Ted? In the world, in the world of Father Ted, do you think he was Victor Meldrew or just Richard Wilson, the actor? It's a stupid question. Uh, I, I don't is. think. I think he was Richard Wilson. Mm. I don't think he was Victor Meldrew. No, okay, I've been pretty bizarre. Victor Meldrew, no matter how shouty and ranty he'd get, I don't think he'd ever physically assault him. <laughs> True. Yeah. No, that was a brilliant little, almost like a crossover, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, well... I do think as well that, oh, I was just going to say that all of Victor's mumbles and groans and complaints are all very, very valid points. That's what I agree and with, yeah. I, don't think it's, I think that, especially the, the episode you're talking about um, with the car alarm, when they make it so sensitive that like an owl shacks on the roof and the uh, alarm goes off. Yes. I, I, they're all valid points. Like, you know, they are valid points, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're, we're on the, I mean, as you've just mentioned something from Timeless Times, so we'll may as well get into that a little bit. Like I said, uh, for, to the listener, we've, well, I've recorded quite an in-depth amount, but this is a nice little summary from someone else for once, not just my dreary voice. So, highlights of timeless time. So, the fact it's one a one scene thing is quite a pretty amazing. You've already mentioned that. Mm. What else did you? Any other memorable moments if you can recall? It's probably one that um, you may well talk about, but it's when he gets out of bed because he's got a bit of cramp as well, and he yeah. goes, and Margaret says, "Oh, here we go, the Ministry of City Walk." <laughs> And he does that walk, and I think you can all, everyone can remember, like, oh, just sort of hobbling along with cramp. Yeah. Got out of bed. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to get to sleep, it really, really wakes you up. Uh, that's a bit of a highlight for me, but also um, 
when he's straightening the picture and the neighbour calls, your picture's not straight. What are you looking through the bloody window? <laughs> and it was because um, he'd woken them up with the, well, inadvertently woken yeah. them up because of this car alarm. So Car alarm, yeah. But, but, but that, actually, happens, that happens about in series six, I think, where they buy this, there's a map, there's a mix up. They buy a, a, a television and they're supposed to buy a 15 inch television and they ordered a 50 inch, a bloody huge thing with a massive back end. But in the, in the year 2000, it was like, you know, considered modern, obviously. And again, a neighbor calls through to say, Oh, you're in the way of the telly and trying to watch a program. <laughs> yeah. It's so ridiculous, but funny. Like, it would never happen, but it's just funny. Oh, like, brilliant. But the things that do happen. That Victor gets annoyed that you can resonate with because he has a he does make a point, so it's very mm. good, it's very effective. I think Renwick does uh put his energies into his into Victor because I think a lot of it comes from him, like the, the day to day things he gets annoyed with. They do say, Write what you know, mm. and he's certainly writing about the thing that annoys him. Um, okay, yeah. so I really like I said, I've mentioned already, but just the little things like bed sheets turning up, like the fitted sheets not being fitted, yeah, and how he's sarcastically references that he's wiped his nose three times on it now like when i was recording that i'm giggling as i'm talking and i was going to re-record mm. myself reviewing i thought no i'll just leave it organic because people can see that i that's how much i like yeah the little things like going down to get a cup of milk we, we run out of milk and here's a pound and stuff it's we've got no rum tastes that awful a rum and milk is that i didn't know that was a th- i've never heard of that concoction of- i've never heard i think a drop of whiskey in your coffee or tea but yeah, i don't know a drop that of rum in your milk curdle, it tastes like it? malibu wouldn't it is it an old wives' tale that it'll help you get to sleep? Like, not just hot milk, but sticks of rum, and it'll definitely... I just you. think, like, a stiff drink. Maybe if they've only got rum, or they thought they only had rum. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I think a possible highlight of the episode, again, there's always a dead animal that makes an appearance in mm. the first couple of series, and it's... A hedgehog. He somehow... He somehow, yeah, puts his foot in what he thinks is a slipper, and it's a rotting hedgehog. And the, the noise Margaret Sometimes. makes... <laughs> yeah. Some parts of it you think, oh, how that would not happen. Like, if you stuck your foot in a dead hedgehog, especially with the spikes on it, you'd know about it. I know. And he but said, he did say, I did think it was, thing. he said, I did think it was a bit soggy, but I guess someone really old with a bit of, not quite, you know, they might have a bit of dementia or memory loss or just something, you can understand an unfortunate mistake. But I think Victor's quite switched on and he's only like, pushing 60 but yeah it's in the dark it's 3 30 in the morning we'll forgive him but just ridiculous I felt like Renwick was putting one question I've got to ask you yeah do you think they've got children right well did you right okay are you, are you asking me do they have children I just never really referenced in the show but I wonder what your personal <laughs> well, opinion was well th- this is the thing right they actually referenced it in the very episode you watched that they had children it's a kind of did they? Exactly. This is the thing, right? Before I, before I um, <laughs> you're looking at your face now, you're realising what I. So what? I've watched this episode several times as a kid, and I probably haven't watched it for years until I reviewed it again. And before I reviewed it again, I sort of put a question out to on Twitter. Oh, I don't know if they ever had any kids, or I might put it record on the first episode. And people said, oh, then no, they do. They they mention it in timeless time, where. Margaret starts talking about it's quite a solemn moment where Victor references in the, with the context of what Victor's on about is newspaper articles and he's being sarcastic about what history books if history books were had newspaper articles like stupid headings what would they be and he was and he mentioned children getting slaughtered or the slaughter of 
innocent people, children not included, and, and then he apologises and said, oh, sorry, I didn't think. And then Margaret just very subtly, don't, there's no introduction to it, just said, oh, I saw so-and-so the other day with her boy, and it just reminded me of where you know Stuart would be right now. So they had a son called Stuart, and that's the only time it's ever mentioned. And they don't know what age he was when he died. You don't know what he died of. Um, it could have made it could have made them the, the characters they are today, especially Victor. Yeah, that's quite solemn. So I, I mean, how did I miss that? <laughs> well, this is it. I was I was feeding the baby at the time, so that might have been it. Yeah, I but, have missed that bit. but you did exactly what I did. Like until I watched. So by the time I reviewed this episode properly, I didn't know what was coming up. But I think it's that that scene is very. It's right at the end, isn't it? And it's you have to watch it back. Mm. You'll see what I mean. It's really like hard to follow. You like joining conversation midway, and it's only when they meant hear Victor sort of saying, "Oh, sorry, I didn't, didn't think what I was saying there." And Margaret's just reminiscing about the old times. And yeah, that's how mm. you learn they had they had a kid. You'd hear nothing but about uncles, aunts, cousins, and you see his brother Alf Alfred Mildred, which is a great episode. But that's it. You don't hear of any other immediate family. Well, of course, Margaret's mum's mm. mentioned a lot, but never seen. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> well, I don't know if you do, well, you do your homework, anyway. <laughs> I've watched this. <laughs> and, I mean... The, I definitely I, watched it. I can show you I watched it. I know you did, <laughs> no, I know you did. But I think yeah. as I've, 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 I've grovelled on this podcast five or six times saying, yeah, I can't believe I didn't realise I had a kid, but it's obviously gone over my head. Like, I'm, I'm just reviewing this as a fan. I'm not I'm like a super fan where I know the cast and I'm, I've got access to the scripts. And if there's release, I'm just there'll be people out there who are far more knowledgeable in the background of this. I even I've read the one from the Grave Manual, which is really interesting. And even I've read that, I still obviously couldn't remember that they did have a boy. Um, but there you go. Yeah, so clever. And that's that's um Finest Time was recorded minute by minute, like in real time. So it's quite interesting. Is it the single shot, was it? Well, I'm led to believe it is, but it's from their point of view, minute by minute, thirty minutes of that particularly uh, early hours of the morning, we are with Victor and Margaret in that one room. So I thought, yeah, Just going to show the level, the level of writing and the depth of the characters that you can actually do an episode where they're basically in bed and, and it's still entertaining. And that's only series two, episode like, uh, yeah, six. Like, really early on. And there's a four more series yet, plus a few specials. Yeah, very quite a brave move, I think. Mm. All right, okay. Well, I think that's all that we need to discuss on time of time. That was just always going to be a quick summary from you, my first guest, so right. thank you. To the listeners back home, the audio might not be perfect, which is very much an amateur production. As long as you can make up what we're saying, that's all that matters. But yeah, please leave a review and let us know how we got on. Uh, any final thoughts, Jim? No, thanks very much for having me on. Really enjoyed thanks. it. Nice to talk about it and reminisce. Well, thank you for uh, being the first guest. That's, I like to think that's some kind of privilege, I don't know. That's but, many, hopefully. Cheers, my son. Take good care and Cheers, take uh, care. see you soon. See you soon, mate. Take care. Bye. Bye.